What's cracking, lovely people? Oh, we're back. Big Feed Up HQ podcast. Got a really, really good mate here on the pod. A chap called Ben Reed, adventure photographer. All of the hashtags behind this one. This guy's an absolute legend. We'll get into it because we were chatting before uh, before I press record anyway. And then for people that don't know who Ben is, uh, basically we met at a North Face event uh, a couple of years ago now, I think, two years or so. And then we've stayed in touch. We've done some training together. Ben's taken some photos, some of the things that I've done. And then generally, yeah, we try when he's in London. He's a pretty busy guy to kind of catch up for the odd beer and the odd chill. So I managed to grab him for a bit and we can talk um, all things photos and all things uh, eating, what was it, McDonald's during your first ultramarathon or something, mate? I remember that story. Oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a massive advocate of uh, Big Mac halfway round. Uh, <laughs> So maybe we yeah. don't maybe we don't address nutritional advice straight away with with this podcast. <laughs> no, probably not your, your best uh, yeah best advocate of uh, healthy eating for <laughs> for endurance events. I'd say um, yeah. always go down the savoury route over gels and just sort of crap, crap like that. I call it, but I guess you could argue a, a Big Mac's not ideal. But yeah. <laughs> but I think those I think those who uh, done those races and you know going through that horrible second or third night whatever uh i think you'd happily eat any of that stuff Mm. i'm convinced even a a vegan would touch would consider a hamburger really uh, that's cool halfway around halfway around the utmb or whatever mate definitely yeah yeah, running like 100 miles i know going off topic straight away but it's just yeah (laughs) You don't, you don't, you don't know where you're going to be with your hunger signals and like how your body's going to respond to that kind of time. So, and you, the good thing is you've got experience with that, and you're, you're still alive and kicking. So it just shows long distance running and eating a bit of fast food. You know, it doesn't doesn't really hurt the system too much. But anyway, no, it didn't. No, it's a psychological benefits as well. Just just having that pick me up and the salt. Yeah, the morale, the morale of it unwrapping it. It was, it was morale. It was, it was a comical event. It was like sat at this tent. Checkpoint, and there's like so many people around me look just dying. Like I was dying, but then, <laughs> then Nikki, my, my girlfriend, whips whips out this burger, and everyone's just like, you you could just see almost a sort of deflation in everyone else's eyes as well. Really, like, it, oh fuck, they, he's got it. Everyone, everyone wanted it, <laughs> yeah. mm. and then I just smashed it, and got up, and, and jogged out like as like it was the start of the race. Mate, that's quality. Good start, good start for anyone that's running around now and listening to it and, and then feel peckish. They can just like stop in for some eats and then carry on. <laughs> but anyway, mate, let's carry on that chat. So basically, before we started recording, we were talking about, um, yeah, when people when people contact you via Instagram, because I suppose with that platform now, obviously you get professional emails and things like that, but with that platform now, you can display some of your photography. And I suppose, do you, do you get a lot of traffic, people speaking to you about, I don't know, working together or like you said, you know, yeah. how do you do what you do? You monetize, how do you monetize taking photos? Like, let's just explore that. Yeah, yeah well, the, yeah, you nailed it. That's the main question, actually. I think a lot see my photos and they're always, always you know, trying to keep it quite nat- natural looking. It's like, you know, it's nothing mind blowing. I'm not revolutionizing that genre or anything, but uh, I, I just put in the effort to either take my camera to places you know not not many people can or want to take a camera and uh, I don't know yeah people just think well I can do that why aren't I uh, or I do that I'm taking pictures of my friends running or something like that why why aren't I being approached by magazines or brands and um, yeah people I think just message me hoping for this you know they always say that like, mad to press magic button like it's going to happen overnight but mm. all I all I say to them is just yeah, just keep doing what you're doing yeah, keep doing what you're doing obviously uh, just take photos of things you love and um, and then that was kind of authenticity comes through that if you truly understand what you're taking photos of whether it's trail running I think trail runners are going to take the best photos of that or same with skiing um, skiing's been a big part of my life for the past 10 years so um, I, it, they will always I think they will, will always be my favourite photos I've taken at my, my best um, 
advice I give really. Just mm. there's, there's no, it, it didn't just happen overnight that suddenly, um, you know, all, all these brands are lining up. It's it's kind of one job feeds into another, which leads to another, and then I'll do a personal project to show I can do something else. Mm. Um, always striving for that kind of natural, um, just sort of a documentary style is my style really. Just almost like I'm, I'm, I'm not, they're not aware I'm there, you know, I'm just sort of floating around catching what's going on. I, I, I think that's uh, the way brands, especially outdoor brands, are going with their marketing now. It's it's not all polished, posy, sort of standalone shots. It, it's more, let, let's give this these group of runners, climbers, skiers some products, uh, go away to an actual location and just see what they come up with you know, over a few days. And, and yeah. that's what works for me. Uh, yeah, mate, that makes sense. And it's one of those things where it's similar to this podcast. It's like I started it because I I wanted to do it and I enjoy it. And then, yeah. you know, I, I create episodes and interview people like yourself because if it was me listening to the podcast and that was what I, that's what I would want to hear. And then it's one of those things where I, t- I listen to a lot of people and I take advice from a lot of experienced people and they always say that. They're like, do the thing you enjoy and push out content that you like, that you'd imagine you know, a room, a room full of yourself would want to see or, or listen to or yeah. do. And then that seems to that seems to be a good start because then, like you said, you there's sometimes when you, you I suppose you're less busy than you are or sometimes that you're extremely busy, but then, yeah, I, I love that, how you said that, you, you, you do or you have a style that, that is, you know, like you said, you, you don't necessarily want people to to see their camera in the face. You kind of just pull it out and you, you, you've got like a documentary style and, and you and you do it for you. And you, I suppose even though you have to edit, God, like an obscene amount of photos, there must be, there's that point where you, you enjoy it and you're like, oh yeah, I've done that because it's, uh, it's what I want to do rather than you know, trying to trying to seek something that's on trend or something that isn't really isn't really you. And then I suppose when you are editing it or doing things, you, you haven't really got that motivation because it's just a bit like, oh, I, I don't really enjoy this. Yeah, hundred percent. I I think I think everyone's guilty of you know following those trends initially. And I know, I know when I started, like, I picked up a camera. I, I did the classics sort of. Uh, uh, like uh, long exposures opposite uh, houses of parliament and Big Ben in it, and you get like light trails. Like everyone does those shots, mm. but it, it was all it was all part and parcel of just learning how to operate the camera and mm. you know having those skills in the bag. But um, but yeah, I'm I'm aware now if I feel I'm taking a photo that I've seen done before on Instagram, I I just don't I just don't bother anymore. Whereas I, I, I would have before, but now it's like well, ev- everyone's doing that. What's there's nothing new mm. about that. I still I still want to. I think you should always push to have your own style and, and be creative. Um, mm. Yeah, and that's it really. I just yeah. It, sometimes I, I troll through Instagram. And, mm. Sick, man. It makes me sick. <laughs> Mate, you can say whatever you want on here. Don't worry. I've, e- I've even, I've even briefed my mum during these podcasts that there can sometimes be a little bit of swearing. So no, if you know, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to take downs, if you want to go against some people that post absolute rubbish on Instagram, you're allowed to do that. You don't have to be PC, mate. But oh, cool. All right. Well, I suppose. Look, we could always do because this is good because it, you know, I'm introducing you to more audience and all that kind of thing and I'd love to get you back on if people want it we could have a a geeky podcast on on like right what's the gear you know what's the type of thing for weather when you're traveling how do you put this together and we could do like a proper you know in-depth like right photography uh based pod but I think I don't know to keep it broad when when I don't know you've got so so much good work if you just picked one for example and you were like okay how, how do you set this up to the listener to be like, right, they get in touch with you, whoever it is, and you can choose one. And then do you, do you then have flexibility? Like you said, you've got this documentary style. You're going out somewhere to, you know, um, for example, like when you went to the mountain festival with me or you went somewhere else, do, do they do they then give you a bit of a, we expect these amount of shots 
um, and or or is it a kind of look? This is what I do. You're employing me for me, and you're going to get you know half a dozen yeah. amazing photos. Like how how does it work? Like strip it back and maybe give me a an example yeah. of something you've worked on and the listeners something you worked on that that that, that you've loved. Yeah. Okay. Well, the good thing is when you have got a style and pe- people say land on my website or my Instagram, they they see that kind of theme running through your photos then that that's what gets you hired you know because there's no surprises like um you know a, a, just done a week-long shoot for uh, mountain warehouses uh, autumn winter 18 uh, advertising campaign and so they they approached me they, they would have gone on my website had a look uh had a look at my more product-based shoots uh clothing and, and seeing okay we can see Ben can we you know it's obvious straight away I think from my website okay Ben shoots outdoors he's not a studio guy so so he we, he can he can shoot any locations there's obviously there's mountains there's, there's everything um, and, and that that's good for them it's uh, okay he's got an eye for products it's natural looking it's it's well lit compositions are nice uh, he's aware of you know if, everything everything they you know you, you'd want if you were going to hire, hire me it's obvious uh, so so that's so important and once again having that style because that I, I strongly believe that's what gets you hired mm-hmm. uh, just there's no surprises I'm not going to suddenly hand over a week's long you know worth of imagery that's suddenly all, all black and white or like just just terrible mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's just consistency, um, yeah, it's so, it's so important. Damn. And and I think I think that would always be my edge over, you know, this Instagram breed of everyone's taking shots now. You know, everyone has these iPhones take amazing shots. Uh, yeah, the level of photography is improving, but I think I think I'll, I'll, there'll always be work for the people who truly are trying to be be different and unique. Um, Mm. Which is which is reassuring. Whether it will always pay, uh, who, know, who knows? But it's, I, I'm sure I lose out to that the sort of influencer blogger style and movement. But mm. but I'm I'm happy with that. Mm. As long as I'm taking the photos I want to do, I'm I'm always going to do it. That's the good thing. Uh, I didn't I didn't start with photography to to make money. Uh, not not at all. It was more uh, I'd move I'd move to London. Um, uh, from Switzerland and was bored more than anything. You know, I'd go to work, go to the gym, and then just not not doing much. Uh, just not inspired by my surroundings. So um, moving from the mountains to the city was quite a transition for me. And then because um, I'd had a fair few years living in the Alps, so um, I just yeah picked up a camera and started taking pictures of like buildings more than yeah just architecture. Mm. Um, mate and just that just shows there how you know you, you kind of you found it and you, and you mixed your passion with wanting to not just do a monotonous day job and uh, and i think like long term that 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 will outweigh you know all this kind of influence and movement and things at the moment because who, who knows in 10 years if instagram or like whatever the platform is is even going to exist so i understand that half of these people are cashing in now doing a ton of stuff, going, blogging, taking photos, getting paid a few quids. But I think, like you said there, the, the whole premise of you actually got into photography because, you know, you wanted to you wanted to change your lifestyle a bit. You're in the smog and you weren't necessarily enjoying it. And then, you, and then you're actually valuing your surroundings and then taking time, taking photos. And then that's then led you into, you know, traveling and going to some of these awesome outdoor places. And it, it just made, it just adds more substance. And when I, when I meet people like yourself, doing what you do and and then I meet some of these influences and things especially through because I, I meet a lot of them through um you know g- girlfriend reviews food as you know we go to these events and these people with these f- cameras just leaning over food and stuff and okay they take good photos but there's no I haven't heard many of them talk the way you just have in the last couple of minutes about what you do and it's just because it is a rat race that side of things whereas you can kind of set back and be like right this is the content, like you said, the money might come, sometimes it might not, but I'm going to work with who I want to work yeah. with, and it's, mate, it's mega. Yeah, and, but don't get me wrong, I, I, 
do. I'm completely for people make, making money and a living through that. Like, you know, I, I, I still get brands send me stuff as well. Like, <laughs> uh, and, and, I, and I'll slip in the odd photos, but it'll be for a brand I, I, I like or I want to work with. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I would just. What's the best okay. thing you've been sent from being an in? Because you are an Instagram influencer, mate. Haven't you got like over ten thousand followers or something? Or something you've got. Uh, I think it's 11.7 11. You think, mate, 11.7 You know exactly So yeah, what have you got sent? Have you got sent anything I, cool? I, oh yeah uh, what did I, do? Oh, I, I went up to um, I was going anyway to the Kendall Mountain Film Festival Elm Mountain Festival And, um, and It's brilliant And it's a, there's a really cool agency In Brighton that I know which is I'm from just outside Brighton And uh, and they got in touch with me and said, oh, Ben, like, are you going up to Kendall? And I said, yeah, oh, yeah, actually. Uh, I said, oh, we'll, we'll send you um, Adidas down jacket and you're all right just going up, taking a few shots, uh, uh, you, know, go, you know, just wear it, use it, basically, have it, and we'll, we'll cover cover all, everything, all your expenses and stuff and a bit of budget as well for it. Oh, yeah, and, so, cool. so, yeah, stuff like that was cool. Like, you know, I wasn't generally going there anyway and, if a brand's willing to help help me yeah, yeah. help me with my fuel costs or whatever, and I get a jacket out of it, then that, I'm happy with that as well. That's pretty cool. That is that's a perk of the job. Mm. Like, uh, so I guess like uh, slightly hypocritical when it's when it suits me, but um, no, 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 but people, but I, yeah, I, people I, get it. People get it. Oh man, if it's a brand I, I didn't believe in, or uh, was that like, oh, Ben? wear the silly hat and take a picture of yourself like I'm, <laughs> I think you know I'm not going down that road yeah I don't think we may see many selfies on your page um, no I, I hate being in the photos and <laughs> those, those Adidas, Adidas jackets uh, was the only time yeah I was in front of the camera so, yeah because um, I went up I went up to the Peak District with Jack uh, at no Jack obviously uh, throw that and, in uh, there yeah, and I was like, obviously he, he shoots now, so I was like, oh, I've got to get these photos for Adidas, keep them happy, I've got to be in them, unfortunately, yeah. which I find weird, like, if you yeah. give a photographer product to wear expecting photos back, like, obviously I'm, I need someone else to shoot it, like, so you're not getting my skill, that, like, do you understand? Yeah, of course, mate. Find, find that concept kind of weird. Like, yeah, of course, 100%. So, so I got Jack along, you know, find some, need someone who can shoot, and then, uh, yeah, they were happy. So, um, so yeah, so that was that was cool. Um, oh, interesting. That's, that's it. That's All it right. though. Um, I'm just, I'm not getting sent cameras, unfortunately, or anything like that. But, yeah. Uh, maybe that'll come. Yeah, uh, yeah, one day maybe that'll be cool. But although I, I get a lot of help from MPB.com. I'm one of their brand ambassadors. Uh, their second second hand uh, online camera trading. What were they uh, again? Brilliant. Say that again. Uh, yeah, mpb.com. Um, mother, Papa, Bravo. Cool. I'll put all this yeah. stuff in uh, in the show notes and stuff for people as well. So if there's any links or anything like, people can kind of search that search that stuff. Yeah, uh, they're they're brilliant. Um, I get all my camera gear through them. Um, yeah, it's like excellent quality second-hand cameras you save a fortune because cameras are like cars like, as soon as you buy them it's depreciating value like if you buy new um so i'm all for sort of trading camera gear mm. which, yeah, yeah that's a little nugget that's a little nugget there yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ben reed photo oh sweet all right well mate we'll change tack a little bit and yeah. uh i suppose you know people go onto your page they see all these fantastic photos of you up mountains um, and things like that but then half the time obviously people don't or, or all the time people don't see what's going on behind the camera so because I know especially when we met and you were doing stuff at the festival a couple of years ago sometimes you're in pretty uh, pretty juicy juicy situations kind of kneeling on things or like hanging off stuff or you know just in terms of being an adventure photographer like you said you're not turning up to a warehouse and just uh, standing in a you know standing in a trendy in a trendy room in Shoreditch, you know, you're kind of uh, out and about, mate. So, like, what 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 does that entail when you need to kind of capture these natural photos, but the natural photos are of 
people in pretty uh, pretty awesome places. Yeah, it's uh, just experience, I think, of um, being able to put myself safely in positions, um, which just comes from a uh, you know background of climbing, which I started when I was at uni. That was, that was over ten years now, uh, ten years ago. Uh, yeah, just just. Um, Skills like simple skills, really like yeah, a bit of rope management for the climbing stuff I did, especially that festival. Uh, had to Jumar, uh, so ascend the rope so I could get a sort of top-down viewpoint. So I'm sort of hanging in midair, basically, sort of camera around my neck, shooting down as climbers come up mm. as they climb. So, um, so I, the sort of classic climbing viewpoint. But if I was just on the ground shooting up, you know, you just get climbers' bums and. Once again, that being authentic, uh, you know, climbers will look, look at any of those photos and know it hasn't been taken by a climber. Because if you pick up a climbing mag, you would you, you won't see many pictures from below looking up at climbers' bumps. Basically, it's most shots of, will be wide from the side or from above. So, um, so stuff like that. Just yeah, being a, just being mobile. I've just over the years refined my gear over time from learning from bad experiences where I've taken too much and struggled or or times where I've tried to be too minimal and and missed shots because of it. So um, um, so that say something like the Mountain Festival where I had to be trail running with the groups and canyon swinging, all sorts. Like yeah, it was just all about putting my making sure I was safe and then when I'm happy, uh, yeah, I can shoot. You know, nine times out of ten, get the best shots because I've I've put myself somewhere different, or or just play with compositions that are slightly different. Um, yeah, I'd say that's that, mm. that's the key to a lot of my work, especially in the mountains. Just just safety and experience. It's just it's common sense, but um, it's just knowing how far to push it, really. Mm. No, it makes sense. And then I suppose when you come off those kind of things, like say you've been away. You're back now, um, to like tip typically because obviously it must change job to job because you might be out for different periods of time. But you know how 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 many photos do you take? You know just for people that are just picking up this podcast and listening and just generally interested, they might not understand that obviously someone like yourself might spend days cutting down what like how many photos have you got to process in the next you know week or how long you've got now until that has to be turned around. Yeah, well, um, yeah, so, so I had five days of shooting, and it was four days, so we shooting from, like, 9, 9 a.m. Till, till about 5, till we're losing the light. Uh, it was in Sassafé in Switzerland, so light, light was going quite quick as soon as the sun was down behind the mountains, so um, uh, uh, shoots like that are tough, because it's, you know, if you're shooting that sort of, sort of seven-hour, eight-hour period uh obviously the light changes dramatically so many different scenarios the weather it just everything uh, so going through them now oh, it's gonna take me well it all depends on how many they select as well shoot by this uh it's gonna be for their catalog it's gonna be in-store posters shop windows um like everything social media um, so that's all different kind of crops that's different I'm aware of this when I'm shooting it. They'll be like, Ben, okay, this product's going to be uh, a banner on our website. Can you, you know, can you shoot it super wide? So, so I will. So that's that shot. And okay, okay, this is also going to be a shot window. So that's a different kind of crop as well. You kind of leave space. They wanted sort of we call it dead space in the bottom right hand corner because that's where they'll put their copy mm. or, or text. You know, the prices when they, the designers will do that after. Oh, fair. Um, okay. There's just so much variation. Uh, that's that's what's hard about these ones. Just stay, and just staying switched on for that long, like uh, it is. It is quite quite hard. Um, yeah, definitely. What do you? I suppose everyone knows that you, you love um, Big Macs and burgers, but apart from <laughs> apart from that, on on a day shoot, you know, obviously you're in places that you can't have access to everything. But ideally, for you to be fueled or you know, functioning normally, cognitively aware. You know, keep keeping that that ability to really hone in on your shots. Like, what what would be an ideal kind of setup for you in terms of 
I don't know what you bring, what you drink, what you or what you. I don't know what you don't do because you know that might make you tired or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, on this one, I well, yeah, always made sure big bottle of water, had my sort of sick bottle with me, um, staying hydrated because um, Saturday is quite high as well. Like the first two days, we're shooting the top of the cable car, um, and that that I think chucks you out like three thousand four hundred meters. So. So pretty high, and and obviously at altitude you dry out so quickly, and um, mm. so hi- hydration was the key there, and for everyone, like um, I sort of making sure everyone's the models, crew, everyone's hydrated, because you know it's so easy once you you are and you, you hydrate, dehydrate, and your, your head's pounding, everyone kind of switches off, and mm. it's such a team effort. It's about it's about twelve of us, twelve crew uh, running around everyone's got their roles and yeah. I've got my assistant and stuff and um, and I'm, I'm kind of kind of like leader but you know I'm kind of running it a little bit and um, just got to make sure everyone's everyone's yeah hydrated um, but the crew were great they brought uh, they brought up loads of bars uh, I brought a load of tried bars um, big fan of tried products so um I always keep them with me. Um, so yeah, no burgers on this one. Mm. Uh, it was all, all good food. You would have been proud of me actually. It's, uh, yeah, it was all, all yeah bars, nuts. Uh, I think a couple of the models were vegan, so they were just smashing nuts the whole time, mm. um, which is good because yeah, it's nice. Um, good whole food nice approach. Fun. Nice. Yeah, but also also find on these things I lose my appetite because I. Mm. Focused. I feel like I'm there to work. It's quite hard to switch off. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going back to my bag every five minutes eating or anything. I just. I kind of neglect food um, on those ones, which is bad. Um, but you know, when, when possible, we do. We do try and grab food down in town. We head back down, have lunch somewhere. It wasn't every day, but um, when we can, and then it was. Yeah. What, Whatever's on the menu is quite hard in Switzerland, especially um, for the yeah, vegans and vegetarians. It was um, quite hard, obviously. I think mm. yeah, anyone anyone knows traveling to places like that. It's quite a meat-heavy diet. Um, yeah, it's a tough tough one for some of the some of the guys and girls. But mm. just having that flexibility, I suppose, which you're you're good at, like being able to dip in and out, and then just making sure you're focusing on the job at hand. So man, yeah. So I suppose. So yeah, photos wise, like what what have you what are you not churning through? Because obviously, like you said, we've had a bit more specificity on, you know, the pro- the product of posters, social media, all that kind of thing. Like you said, you, you kind of you shoot for categories and things. But like, yeah, how many how many will you will you go through now? And then how many like typically would uh, you know, would you then keep and and send over? Okay, um, so I, the first few, the first three days, I was averaging about. 800 shots which I'm, I'm happy with for a four day shooting like that that's quite that's quite good but but I was, I was shooting a lot with flash so when you're using flash you're way more efficient because you can't just rattle out you can't just put the camera in like continuous mode you know and just machine gun everything uh, spray and pray um, it's it's more considered approach which I really like you slow everything down you like tell the models okay i'm going to take the photo when you step at that point and it's it's uh, it's a nicer way of working and but then the day four was kids day and uh sort of flash approach just isn't going to work um i just you know you often i need to put the fo- the camera into uh, continuous mode and just and shoot there's this kind of element of luck but also once I'd lined up, you know, the composition, I thought, well, if I have the kids just playing or making snowman there, that it's going to work. And so I took way more that day. I think I took about 2,000 on the kids' day. Because uh, it's the day, like, the whole crew were nervous about. Cause there's that element of unpredictability. And because um, with the adults, you just you tell them what you want with the adult models. Like, okay, walk here, go there, ski there. It's, it's kind of straightforward. But, yeah, kids... You you want to capture that fun and that play playfulness so you kind of just leave them to it um yeah within within reason but um so i t- took a lot so 
I'm so yeah, uh, thousands, mate, and it might come down to select. I think I I whittled that down to about a hundred shots the whole five days that I like, mm. and then what ends up on my website. Might try and get that down to like fifteen, mm. for, you know. But just I will just show absolute like bang, what I think are bangers, or show something different, or just have that commercial look to them. Because um, mm. I I don't have kids photography on my website yet. Uh, I, I I did I shot kids for the Blacks campaign, but that's I can't share that at the minute. So uh, yeah, I think it'd be good for me to show I can because a lot of brands do ask uh, have you worked with kids before and shot kids because it is hard um so it's a good skill to show i, I can do um yeah and the client might pick um i think they're making their selects this week and will let me know but um yeah it'll because they have such vast usage uh it'll be a couple of hundred mm. for sure and then i'll retouch them how they want them like their style um so you send it over and then basically they'll come back to you with like, yeah, we, we love this. Can you make it in terms of our style and you retouch? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then you yeah. keep your, like, like you said, the 15 on your website, obviously uniquely to your style. You, you wouldn't, then, yes. you wouldn't then put theirs. Oh, I mean, that makes sense. And then, yeah, people are, people are cracking on over to your, to your site, like, I suppose they're all must be your favourites because you put them up there. But if someone has, mate, as you know now, people just move between stuff so fast. But if someone was going to flick on and look at something for a minute, two minutes on, on yours, what would you direct them towards to have a quick ganders? Okay, yeah. Uh, I think, let me just open up my website, actually. Um, I work, I'm, I'd say, most proud of uh, is uh, under um, under commercial uh, was the uh, project Monte Rosa um, with the North Face. So so that was a an idea my friend James and I came up with. Uh, I just moved back to the UK from New Zealand and was once again missing the mountains. Um, needed to do something. Uh, really trying to come back and go hard pushing pushing the adventure photography stuff and and was determined to get something onto Sidetrack's website or into their magazine if I was lucky enough. Um, and for those who don't know, Sidetrack's just a stunning adventure journal, like sort of best adventure photography out there, beautiful paper, just brilliant stories more than anything. And, uh, so that, that was the goal. And so James and I were like, okay, what should we do? Uh, so we thought, well, it was, a, it was about a month before um, the ultra runner Lizzie Hawker uh, unveiled that she was creating a new event to rival, well, rival, but offer a point of difference to UTMB. So it's the UT, UTMR, mm. Ultra Tour Monte Rosa. And, and the Monte Rosa is quite a special mountain to, to uh, myself and James because um, that's uh, in the, the, the foot of foot of it and one of the valleys is a place called Alanyo which is where I started skiing and ended up doing three winters and a summer there and, um, and sort of learned, learned the ropes really of sort of off-piece skiing and ski mountaineering and ended, ended up climbing the Monte Rosa a couple of times um, so yeah special special place to us and we saw that the, the TMR the Tour Monte Rosa trail um, passes through um, Alanyo so we thought it'd be cool to try and Let's run the course, sort of self-supported, um, just see how far we get more than anything. Uh, we kept it quite loose, uh, and I was I was determined to bring <laughs> quite a lot, probably too much camera gear, because uh, I just wanted the photos to be kind of, sort of magazine ad-worthy, so I thought, well, a small point to shoot isn't might not cut it. Uh, so I brought my big Canon, two lenses, like mini tripod, uh, with carrying iron tents, food and water. Just so the packs were heavy. Uh, so it was it was quite hard. So I look back at those photos now, and I'm I'm really proud of them because it was physically a real struggle and became a cool story and and did end up 
uh, being on the Sidetrack website as a mm. story. And, and it, it just generated so much work for me. Um, like sometimes I'll meet a new client and, and uh, they'll show me a mood board that they've made. You know, okay, Ben, we're going to hire you. This is, um, this is what we're hoping to achieve. And there'll always be shots from, from that in there. Um, I, th- I, th- I think I just got that mix right of sort of landscapes, action, portraits, and uh, just sort of those little detail shots as well. Mm. Um, some some are like blatantly product shots, but that that's fine. I, I wanted that as well because because the North Face gave us loads of next season's products. So you know, it's always okay. Well, that kind of changes it a bit. I, I, I want to get some good product shots to to give back to you. So um, so yeah, so very proud of that one because that just generated work for me and. And, and after New Zealand, where it's just yeah, it was spoiled by landscapes and cool, cool adventure stuff, um, oh, it was it was good for me. It was like okay, I'm back, I'm back in like, back in Europe now. Let's uh, let's push on and, and take it to the next level, which I feel that kind of series did for me. Um, oh, so yeah, very very proud of that one. Yeah, um, cool. Okay, and then I suppose flipping it, if you could add something at this stage now so your next ideal shoot uh, or collection of work like what 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 have you got in your mind because that was that was interesting because obviously that that content that you, that you got you know you were you were very fixed on doing something and then like you said you had to change it a little because obviously North Face needed some product shots but what like what would you love to add to your work at the moment then and then have you got like a story behind why you want to add it or is it just something where you'd like to go and take photos of x because it's quite cool or it would push you professionally like what's next or what would you ideally like to be next yeah uh, uh, next for me and um, um i really want to push my portraiture uh, i feel if you look at my body work there's, there's there's not a ton of it you know where it's Obviously, I've got photos of people, but I haven't really got those photos that really show someone, you know, that are like beautifully lit, sort of just, you know, really. It's so hard to explain. No, um, mate, I know because there's one. There's a photo that's always etched in my in my mind, and like he probably won't listen to this anyway, so I don't want to give him too many compliments because he's a joker. But Jez, Jez Bragg, when he finished yeah. that. Uh, run the length of New Zealand with the kayak Um, and then there's a photo of him at the end no shirt on and whichever the photographer was that caught that you know that 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 whole thing because I'm not really into you know you want to see these exciting places and and long shots of him like tearing through the terrain and then I remember when he first did a presentation and I saw that photo and I thought my god that photographer has caught every like emotion every mile in his body in his face everything was just degraded and i was like that yeah. that really made me appreciate a you yeah, know photo was... of a person yeah it's a stunning photo it's by uh, uh, damiano uh and he yeah italian photographer is a big inspiration for me as well i, I got to know him when i used to work for north face in switzerland um uh, just a brilliant guy, and uh, he, yeah, his portraits and stuff was amazing, and I, it just adds that extra element to a series of photos, like, because everyone expects those kind of sweeping landscapes and a runner in them, and sort of, you know, just sort of pounding the trails, but mm. for me, I, I'm kind of not always looking for them anymore, I'm a bit, a bit bored of them, that it's, anyone can kind of take them, it's it's shots like that which you just can't replicate like it, it was amazing because you know that was obviously said at the end of the trip and um they would have just built up such a level of trust and oh my God, bond, yeah. a bond between them that that's what that expression is like jess's look and you, you know just that's that's the skill in photography for me as well uh, that's what i want to develop and work work towards just getting Shots like that, because I think that shot says more about what Jez has done than 
than any of them, doesn't it? Really, mm. it's it's obvious he's a runner. He's in running shorts and trainers, and then you're like, it's just like it makes you ask questions. You like, if you, if you didn't know the story, like, why is he so thin and like mm. <laughs> haggard? Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, people who listen to this, you've got to go and check that out. I don't know. I don't know if it's available on YouTube or something. I know Jez tours and. Uh, shows yeah. a video about it, but yeah, just type in like Jez Bragg, New Zealand Run, you know, whatever. Yeah, Te- uh, Teoroa is the name of the was the name of the project, which is the trail that the Kiwis built that runs the full length uh, through the North Island and the South Island. Uh, it's just incredible achievement. Um, mm. And, mm. Um, classic Jez, you know, it's very understated. Uh, mm. Never shouts about it. Uh, no. Not enough people know about it because that's a massive achievement um, I mean, it's unbelievable I've been trying to get him on this podcast for a while but yeah hopefully if yeah. he's listening to this now mate like just keep re- stop not replying to my whatsapps so I know that you've seen it so <laughs> you're joking yeah. um, but, um, mate that's really interesting I didn't think you were going to say that I thought you were going to say because it's good for people to hear the story of you know the kind of epic you know climbing and running that you did and logging lugging all your gear and getting that photo and getting that awesome shot and getting it into the place that you wanted it to go but then you kind of the next step is yeah i'd quite you'd quite like to do you know just uh not simple because it isn't simple but it's just yeah taking photos of people in terms of uh what do you call it portraiture portraiture yeah to take portraits uh mate learning all these awesome words I think um, you should always, any professional should always strive to keep learning and upskilling and try stuff out of your comfort zone, which I'm, I'm, I'm all about, I think. Uh, mm. Just, yeah, what's next? And for me, I just see a little gap in my sort of body of work. And um, so, yeah, I'm starting to, wish I might go on a course or I might just just be more confident with my camera, just approach people that I like the look of, that, have, you know, that speak to me, that have an interesting face and just go up to them and, and engage them because it, it, it's, it's all, it's all part of it, I think, not just going up and slightly taking a picture, it's just approach mm. them and gain that sort of trust just for a second and try and capture that. Um, Mm. Yeah, engagement is everything, isn't it? It's, it is everything, because then there's a point behind doing what you're doing rather than just, yeah, taking something and moving on. Like You, you can understand the, the point behind the photo or the person behind the photo. It's, it's so important. Yeah, um, one, one shot I was, I'm pleased with, which it's not amazing, but it's it was progression for me. It was um, skiing about a month ago in Italy, uh, back, back in this place, Alanya, um, and with James again, actually, and uh, we were we were in the middle of nowhere. We were coming down, this, it's got the Valley Otro, which is an incredible off-piece run. Like no one goes there, and we were coming down, and there was this old guy with snowshoes on. Uh, we could see him walk, walking up where we were descending. He was coming up, and just had like the most incredible face, like proper, like a bit cliche, but like mountain man, you know, like white beard gnarly face, like proper weathered, uh, mm. big hands, like just look strong. Uh, nice. And uh, and he was wearing this like this Burberry fleece <laughs> like shirt, and I just thought, wow, this this is amazing. But actually, when we met him, he was changing. He was in his white vest, and uh, he was he was just I remember it was just this vision of white, and I wanted to take his picture then, but I, I hadn't had a chance to approach him. I, I saw him, I was like, I got all excited, like okay take my skis off, get my camera out. Um, I'm just going to ask him or try and approach him because I, I just would look cool. I think the white vest, the white beard, white background, probably wouldn't have seen him, but uh, that was going to be, that was the photo I could like, sort of visualise. And then, uh, yeah, and then he started putting on this, this Burberry fleece shirt. And I was like, wow, <laughs> like, this photo just got a whole lot better. Uh, so mega, man. he put it on and, uh, sort of, you know, like, ciao. Like, you know, spoke to him a little in Italian, just engage him. And I didn't just make a point of, you know, just first thing I said, oh, can I take your picture? Because what I'm trying to learn, that that isn't the approach to take. You just, you know, engagement again. So, yeah, just sort of spoke to him for a few minutes, really. Just asked, like, basic Italian. That's all I, all I have. But, you know, where are you going? How's your day? Stuff like that. He asked where we've been. He told me, yeah, I just had a great ski down from up there. And um, 
just just a sweet guy and then I just asked him yeah can I take your picture please and yeah he just really naturally just yeah stood there for me and just but just gave me such a nice warm kind of genuine look yeah I, I, yeah absolutely love that photo and uh so can people yeah. see this where where is it is it on your website uh it is under um so if you on my homepage go to win uh where is it actually oh no it's on my blog sort of thing uh if you go to the latest Mm. and then ski trip it's that guy looking straight back at you under ski trip if you, and click on that and then uh, click through a lot of the shots it's just a little gallery um, he's about the fifth photo in so yeah that old guy um, in the in the Burberry fleece <laughs> but I just I just love it because uh, and then and then um, yeah we skied away it was just nice like friends I was skiing with were just like uh, oh, oh that was really cool Ben like it was n- nice how you approached him and were just quite uh, just polite and mm. you know and, and I showed him a photo and I'm like wow well, yeah that's, that's you should be proud of that it's quite quite cool how that happened um, mm. well mate that encapsulates you like since we've met you, you know generally like polite someone someone that is interested and listens to what you have to say and then uh, you know like you said you are you're deliberate with what you do, but then you also have that kind of, um, you know, that style, even, even when you're not taking photos, you, you kind of, yeah, you don't necessarily need to be the loudest and proudest in the room, but you're kind of, you observe, and then you also, <clears throat> you know, you also, yeah, it's hard to describe, but that that, that situation, knowing you, is, is a very, like, Ben Reed situation, you know, you get nice content, it happens kind of, because because you're just you're just you just engage with someone and then you know you don't make yeah. a huge deal about it and you carry on and do your thing. Yeah, oh, thanks for that. Yeah, um, always striving for yeah for that really. I'm yeah obviously massively introverted, so I'm never going to be the loudest in the room. But uh, but I just use just learn to use that to my advantage really. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah. Man. yeah. Um, so yeah, where do so I suppose, mate? It's probably a, it's probably a good place to finish because we can, if people are interested, and then anyone your end as well, if we want to get you back on for like a more, I don't know, like a more specific photography focused pod. But <clears throat> I don't know if that's something you're interested in doing down the line. Um, oh, always. I'm the biggest geek when it comes yeah. to cameras and settings, the history of photography. I, yeah. I love it. Uh, well, mate, maybe yeah, we. No. Maybe we get together. We we get like a we get like a, a, a one in person, and then we could also potentially film it because you could have some of your stuff laid out as well. That could be quite interesting. And yeah, like, look, this no, is really this is what I do. I've got quite an interesting mix of cameras now as well, like um, yeah. to tie in with the, this, my sort of push into taking portraits. Uh, I've uh, got a couple of nice old film cameras just to try some different, and it it just it just goes well. With, film cameras and portraiture just because you take that slower approach with it um, and they're a talking point themselves the cameras because they you know they look old they look great uh, so um, so yeah I'd love to love to take take your listeners through um, through my camera gear cool man alright so I suppose where where do people find you and um, you know uh, website Instagram anything else that like like you said they, you might have taken photos that, that up in a certain place that people can walk past and see Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, and then is it, is it Ben Reed Photo? Uh, is, uh, yeah, so the website is uh, benreedphotography.com. I'm uh, R-E-A-D. And uh, Instagram is at benreedphoto. Cool. But, oh, yeah, I'm always trying to get people onto my website more than the Instagram, so... yeah. It's always, uh, I put my best work on my website, really. Instagram's a, a mix for me. I'll, <clears throat> I'll put commercial stuff on there, but I also just random stuff that interests me. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so nice, have man. a look. And then who, um, for a little bit of a cheeky takeaway, I don't know, like a young photographer or someone who's getting into photography or something like that, um, like who, or who do you who do you like to follow and who like what websites or, or campaigns or anything that you're enjoying at the moment or that you recommend for people? 
to look at? Ooh, I, I, one of my all-time favourite photographers is uh, Robert Kappa, who was a documentary journalistic photographer, I guess, uh, photojournalism. Uh, it was all conflict, and uh, he was one of the original founders of the Magnum Agency, who just was this incredible group of photographers of the time. So we're, we're talking like 1930s, 40s, you know, until today. Uh, but Robert Kappa was incredible. Um, just obviously black and white shots. He was there, the D-Day landings, the beaches. Uh, he was up on Omaha Beach uh, in Normandy. It was just incredible stuff. Like, you know, they're not technical photos at all. Like, half, hardly any of them are in focus, but mm. they just capture... They capture something. They capture, you know, the atrocities of war. I guess. Uh, so um, I, I love all that stuff. Um, cool. I don't really follow many of the adventure guys. I don't really look at those other guys like, I guess, my peers for inspiration. Mm. Uh, no, that's, mate, that's a really good one. I, I, I look at um, sort of, yeah, a bit more classical stuff. I love street photography. Um, there's a guy in Cambridge who's incredible. He's at, called at, at Six Street Under. Uh, he's one of my favourites at the minute. Uh, he's he's just got such an eye for detail. It's outrageous. Um, cool. So yeah, that's what I'm currently looking at. Nice dude. All right. Well, decent. Yeah, but uh, you know, you, you don't need me to tell you if you listen to this. People must have already dived onto your website and had a look. But um, hey, yeah, cheers for your time. Because I know you've got thousands of photos to edit and um yeah. and also it's just nice it's nice to talk about um what you do because like you said the rise of everyone taking photos and doing things so it kind of gives gives a bit more of a background for people and i would love to do to just sit back and listen even from my like standpoint to understand the difference in terms of gear and what you take and all that kind of thing because it's super interesting so we'll, i'll get you back on yeah i'd love to yeah let's do a follow-up with the gear i think uh... Everyone's always interested. I am as well. I like knowing what people use. Yeah. Their, their approach. Yeah. No, that'd be great. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, sweet man. All right.